This is episode 1044, and this is a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Stray, and joining me from the Lumberland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And just down the road, our managing editor, downtown, Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Emily, do you live in downtown? Like, do I need to say suburban Emily Brown moving forward? Midtown, Emily Brown? No, Uptown. I'm like super Uptown. south. Nashville, um, like South Town, I ha- like I have a Nashville address, but I can get to like Brentwood pretty quickly. So, so South like of South Town, Nashville. Emily Brown is what we're going with. South now. of Town, yeah. South of Town, just keep Emily expanding. Brown. Emily Brown, yeah. yeah. Don't get too Got specific it. though, because I don't want people to show up where I live. Big facts, Emily. Big facts. Emily, I have a question. Last week, last Tuesday, one week ago today, was Valentine's Day. And you announced your plans to the staff. Would you like to share them with us? Yeah. Uh, I had the time of my life on Valentine's Day. Um, one of the best nights all year because I ate a decent amount of Kit Kats and watched my favorite rom-com, <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Nice. Sounds like <laughs> a, a win great, to me. It was a great Tuesday. I mean, aside from the copious amounts of chocolate, pretty standard Tuesday night for me. But yeah, I had a great time. Quite memorable. I was going to say, if... if Staying up late eating junk food and watching movies from the early aughts is, I mean, that's if that's a holiday, then I'm living the best life ever because that, that happens then all the time. Every day's a holiday. I, <laughs> I do have this thing about Valentine's Day, though, which is that it's, it's the candy situation. I, I feel like we, we, we gotta, we gotta figure out, we gotta figure out a solution here because the, these heart boxes, they're, they're getting, it's more and more it is moving to just a fun size situation where it's a heart shaped box just full of Kit Kat bars or Reese's or whatever, right? Like it mm-hmm. used to be like you sample these kind of interesting flavors. Now I feel like it's just giving you about three weeks worth of candy. You might as well just give someone a fun size bag like they do at Halloween. The portions are just out of control because now I'm nursing Kit Kats for like three straight weeks. Just give me one good candy because otherwise I, I i got a big problem on my hand which i'm gonna have mm. no self-control if you give me mm. a four pound thing of kit kats guess what i'm slowly making my way through those don't you feel like that the, the whole heart-shaped thing since the fun size fun size candies have taken over valentine's day it was supposed to be a weird exotic candies that half taste like toothpaste and weird fruits but that was part of the fun of it you just power through and experiment now, Why are you eating all the candy? It's the guys buying candy yeah, for their I'm girls. Confused. I'm confused. Why are you? Who's buying you hearts? Listen, if candy's in my house, oh, no, it's a fair game. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you buy the candy for your wife and then you eat she it. She doesn't want it. She doesn't want it, but I got to do it. I'm obligated to do it. You I'm know not going to throw we it ran, away. We ran a thing last week on the site <laughs> that a study yeah. came out that... Women don't want the cheesy cliche gifts. They don't want the heart-shaped candy, the heart box of candy. Mm-hmm. They don't want flowers. They don't want whatever. They want thoughtful presents. And literally a study came out that said over 20% of women have considered leaving their partner of, after getting cheesy gifts given to them on Valentine's Day. Like, this is it. What, you wait, wait, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> like you're not, you're not thoughtful enough. You don't know me. That's you just lot. went to the drugstore and bought this crap. I will say it's, that's probably like the final nail in the coffin. I don't think it's like everything's good. They got a box of chocolates yeah. and then they're out. It's, but it was probably yeah, like, that's, that's uh, okay, Emily. I'll, thank you for bringing that down because I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's a few factors there. I mean, yeah. so Jesse, I'm I'm just telling you, if your wife doesn't want the candy, don't buy her candy. No. Then you eat it later. L- listen, listen. There's a hierarchy to these things. Okay, Valentine's, Easter, St. Patty's mm-hmm. Day are all mm-hmm. acceptable drugstore gift holidays. I would say the same thing about a white elephant exchange at like an office Christmas party. Okay. Then Valentine's you get into is supposed to be more thoughtful, man. Listen, drugstores have a great selection these days. Okay. You can buy, <laughs> as we pajamas. established in recent episodes, you can buy pajamas at Rite Aid. Okay. There's no reason. <laughs> you, you, you did go, you I only go in there. get your wife a box of chocolates or did you get something else? Emily, that is a personal question. <laughs> and... <laughs> like material gifts or you are you talking to. about better like spiritual they also literally <laughs> listen on the list it was like women were like i don't want a coupon book of of yeah. like chores and affection i don't want like they listed all the stuff that the guys who are scrambling at the last minute all do <laughs> So like, what do y'all want then? Like that's thoughtful that's what gifts. Me. They want Listen thoughtful to gifts. Your wife. Like, give me a thoughtful <laughs> gift. It's not even like monetary. The study was serious about this. Like, it's not about how much you spend. It's about the thoughtfulness and the individuality of it. Like, mm-hmm. I know you, so I'm gonna get you this thing that Man, I know will mean a lot it, to you. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure out here. We just did. We just did Thanksgiving. Oh, single guy. We just did <laughs> Christmas. We just did New <laughs> Year's. You know what I'm saying? And Black History Month, you know what I'm saying? For Super those Bowl, of you that are partaking, yeah. Super Bowl, man, I ain't got time to be doing no science project on uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day. So you're going to take this look handy. I do not. I do not understand how I'm the only single guy in this group. <laughs> you tried too hard, bro. You got tried too hard. You got to be like me, I give bro. thoughtful <laughs> gifts and therefore That's I get it. rejected. Hey, uh, look, man, you know the women like true. the bad guys, bro. They try to, you got to be yeah. fixable. You yeah. got to. Yeah, they want to fix you. you. Yeah. Oh, you he's be so fixable. stupid. He keeps buying me candy from right. You got to be fixable. Oh, That's my what God. it That's is. right, Cameron. You're over We just turned this to a red pill podcast with Kevin Samuels. Because you, 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 you got some like homemade thing. I hate this. Yeah. Exactly. You got some like thoughtful, you know, thing that reminder of the great memory from the childhood. Meanwhile, yeah. other guys are out buying, you know, a, a, a giant thing, a sour patch that happens to be in a heart shaped box. And a teddy bear holding a little heart. Yeah. Yes. Here's another question. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it that on holidays like this, Amazon gift cards are becoming more and more appropriate? Okay, no one, you, you someone ends up with it at, at, at the at the White Elephant Exchange. Someone ends up with the, with the Amazon gift card. That thing's getting stolen, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. is it we can give those? Where you give cash, you look you look like like a sociopath. Why? Like, I already I'm, told you. Give me twelve dollars. What is this? You know. I already told y'all what my love language is. Look, oh, you, if you just run out of ideas, if you like, man, I don't know what Derek would want. Give me the green. I want the money. Like, give me the green. I don't even want an Amazon gift card because I might want to stop by the gas station and buy me some Sour Patch Kids. So just go on it. I don't care if they're in a heart-shaped box either. Sour Patch Kids are Sour Patch Kids. Heart-shaped box, it don't matter. It's going to be all the same when it go to my stomach. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say a prayer for y'all's wives. The the Giordelli chocolate people aren't even trying either. 
They just get no, like excess not. flavors and throw them in a bo- in a heart shaped box. They, they're like it's they're not all they, the stuff they couldn't sell. They exactly, put it into it's a like heart oh, box. it's just yeah. a caramel collection. Well, maybe yeah. it's because no one wanted the little mint ones. That's why we got a whole heart shaped box of <laughs> Valentine's Day. The, mm-hmm. the Giardelli just looks at it as like overstock day. You know, but, it's not like so they're Valentine's branded. Is Valentine's. The TJ Maxx of the candy industry It's like all the stuff that couldn't sell in the department stores goes to TJ mm-hmm. Maxx. So you're saying that's what the heart shaped yep. boxes are. It's just Wrap all the leftover fame. Put a little foil on there. You know, excess inventory that makes sense. We couldn't sell it at Christmas, so we'll put it in a heart box and offload the inventory six weeks later. That's what it is. You got Easter coming, just put in big egg and sell it. (laughs) Classic egg, (laughs) just change the shape, (laughs) change the shape of the, the container. And don't right. don't mess with the product at all, including the rattle. Actually, you actually are probably right, bro. You're That's probably what I'm saying. You actually, are probably right. Think about that. Think about this. After Christmas, all the leftover candy, the industry is like, "What do we do with this?" So they manufactured the Hallmark holiday Valentine's Day for six weeks later because the candy's still fresh enough to sell it. And we can just repackage it, remarket it. Just put it in big that's, plastic Dude, egg. that's exactly what they did. Because actual Valentine's Day is terrifying when you know like what the actual origins is. The massacre. Like, yeah. They used to sacrifice yeah. like goats and dogs and whip women. I'm like, what in the world was they doing? And why did we make this a holiday? Like, <laughs> I, I like to yeah. picture like a big boardroom at the top of like a, a skyscraper in Manhattan where all the big wigs from Giardelli and... And Hershey's are just sitting around and like, we got any new products this year? No, no. It's, like the, can- in- it's like the candy Illuminati. You're saying yeah. there's like a secret boardroom, <laughs> a consortium. They're like, are we finally all- ready to unveil the new flavor? They're like, no, not this year. I think we'll just put in an egg again in April. And uh, after we run out of heart boxes, like literally they haven't innovated. We haven't got new flavors since I was a kid buying candy. It's the same candy. There's no, there's no new ones coming out. They figured it out. I just That's think it's fan. funny that you keep buying your wife candy as a present. She doesn't even want it because you know you'll be able to eat it afterwards. You've hacked the I'm system. I'm praying for y'all's wives. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's really symbiotic of marriage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you, you, different love languages. You find a way. You know. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, Eugene Cho going this. He's a hero. Uh, we also have at the end of the show round two of worship or wooing staying with the love theme uh, if you heard last week's show uh, it was great uh, and right now stay tuned up next it's slices You're listening to M83. The song is Amnesia. So you might forget. You might forget that song. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so 
this is a uh, <laughs> an interesting but slice, but I didn't find it personally all that surprised. I'm interested to see if you guys do. Uh, this is a new <laughs> study uh, conducted by a group called Social Catfish. And it found that <laughs> uh, there is a demographic that is actually uh, much, much more likely uh, to be scammed for money online than senior citizens. Does anyone know what that demographic is? Yes, because we ran this on relevantmagazine.com. This is terrible. <laughs> it is, it this is, is actually hilarious. I love this. It is uh, individuals under the age of 20 years old. Uh, the most tech-savvy generation in history is also the most likely to get scammed by a massive, massive margin. Um, mm-hmm. it, the, the scams that were run on that demographic that were successful for scamming them out of money rose by over a 1,000% in the last five years. Uh, during that time, um, they... Uh, you know, okay, let me say this. In in 2021, when, you know, kind of the last full year of research they have, that demographic lost over $10 million to online scams. Um, now, people, the experts behind it say, look, it's it's the generation that got very comfortable on TikTok and social media platforms and are very comfortable interacting with strangers on social media and have mm-hmm. seemed, you know, to have a high level of trust and are, are, are very susceptible uh, to, to online scams, especially in in kind of like on Twitch or or when it involves like gaming or exchanging kind of financial information for some sort of recreational site, I find this really interesting, but not all that surprising because I feel like yeah, it's not like I, I don't hang out with a lot of of people like in their you know under the age of twenty, Jeez. but but you know I I do when I'm when I'm with people who even have kids who are teenagers it seems like it seems like and and this isn't restricted to young people but i think there's two things i think one young people tend to be very earnest like just trusting like they they they're not as like uh cynical and jaded but like i feel like that's one thing millennials have going for us we are super cynical and super jaded and we've always <laughs> been like that it's not that we're too smart to get scammed we're too mm-hmm. cynical and jaded to trust anyone on the internet like i think i think honestly part of it is just like the earnestness of kind of a younger generation that is very optimistic that that's just me my sort of like well read what read some of the scams that they fall for some of it is just like getting baited and trapped and like they're being forced yeah some like, of it coerced, some like, of it's like really the, dark stuff like basically yeah. online versions of extortion right like right. someone right. getting catfish or sending compromising uh, images or, or personal information oh, and being wow. blackmailed so some of it yeah is and so really they're saying like yeah, yeah they're in a they're an online relationship they share inappropriate photos and then the person says i'm gonna put this out publicly if you don't give me ten thousand dollars so the teenager out of fear and desperation pays the yeah. bribe you know or pays so, the, so the, the moral of the story is i think everyone just needs to exercise a little more caution online but my sort of like deeper level reading is this is the only time it's paid to be a cynical jaded millennial <laughs> who never wasn't part of the generation that would post dance videos online. I appreciate their earnestness, but have a little degree of discretion when interacting mm-hmm. with strangers on the internet. That's interesting. Yep. All right. What do you have, Derek? Um, well, since we own Gen Z, let's go ahead and 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 let's crack it open. Uh Gen Zers don't like driving. So I had no clue. Uh I, first of all, how do they get my, around? 
Well, first of all, I remember how important it was to have my driver's license. Dude, like the most, morning of my 16th birthday, I was in line. It at was the so important. Like it was like, yo, we have to do this, et cetera, et cetera. No, that's not happening anymore. Freedom. Well, Gen Zers, well, the main reason why it would seem is that uh, we have stuff like Uber and then also Gen Zers get mm. together a lot without having to uh, leave the house. Right. We get FaceTime like together. Yeah. Online video games. You got TikTok DMs back and forth. So a lot of time it's like, yo, we rather just kick it at the crib with our headset on and talk to each other from the house. But also there's a speaking to what man Cameron really loves you, Gen Zers. I'm just going to say that because our group chat, we talk a lot and I'm and I'm like a grumpy old man. But he's like, no, Gen Zers, they, they, they are fighting them. for they're fighting for our future and et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of that is also Gen Zers are opting to take public transportation. They're opting to take bikes, do e-bikes, things like that, rather than hopping in a car, getting a driver's license and, and messing up the uh the uh the ozone layer so man shout out to gen zers man you know what i mean like y'all need to start kicking it in person a little bit more though i'm concerned about you but you know besides <laughs> that another yeah. screens I, I think another part of it too is um because i wasn't necessarily getting my license at 16 right away uh and part of that was because i didn't have a car and so there wasn't like this urgency mm. to get my license and i think a lot of like just like we've talked about, things are more expensive. So it's like, if I don't have a car that I know I can drive around, I'm probably not going to feel that urgency to get my license because it's like, well, I'm just going to have this document for what? You know, like <gasps> it's just, so I think that might be a factor too is like just, it's, if you don't have a car, you know, might as well just use an Uber or like you said, like just talk with your friends at home and stuff. I think there's like a lot of That's different factors, but really it is interesting. That we've got to a place where, mm -hmm. Stuff is so expensive that you can't go just get a beat up car. Like, I, I mean, we used to go get a beat up car. You know, mom would go grab it. You know, it probably lasts like a year, year and a half. But at least you had it. You know what I'm saying? From a, from a lot. You can't even go do that. Like, you got to spend an arm and a leg just to get a starter car. Like, that's not, that's not cool, man. We got to figure this out for real. The, the, the pleasure of joyriding on the back roads in Tennessee. <laughs> Y'all need to understand that feeling like that feeling was a amazing feeling i want y'all to have that you know not knowing if you're gonna run out of gas mm -hmm. not knowing if your car gonna <laughs> break down because the oil light is on y'all need to experience that like that's a fun thing to experience i i i <laughs> beater cars were so common i had multiple i had i had two roommates who when they moved and they moved to state, they just left the car. They drove it to a parking lot and just left it. And that was it. It was like, I don't know. I specifically know one of those guys. That, I, that is absolutely I know what he two did. of those people. Because at that point, honestly, Derek, you're right. It was like, you can cobble together like 800 bucks with a couple buddies. You can buy a car that's going to last you like six months. And when it breaks down, not your problem. Just take the plates, right. scrape the VIN number, and leave it in a parking lot. Somebody else's problem. And guess what? Someone else probably going to buy that thing for about two hundred bucks next time around. Those cars just don't man, exist anymore. Like that was such a. That, I mean, that was such a crazy time, man. Like, I mean, I hate that stuff is that expensive that you can't even just. Man, I, I used to go on Craigslist and buy cars all the time. That's all I would do. I go on Craigslist. I'm like, if it my my criteria you trade, was you could just trade. You I, look. I got a bunch of sour patch and a heart box. Uh, and <laughs> let me get a car straight up. All right. Okay. Fair deal. Fair deal. Straight up. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Emily? Um, 
I want to talk about uh, Chick-fil-A has introduced a cauliflower sandwich. Have y'all seen this? Not not into it. Now, actually, it sounds pretty fire. I ain't gonna lie. It sounds so it's fire. exactly like their chicken sandwich. But right. the it's a fried is... cauliflower sandwich. Like the chef that developed it said that he wanted it to taste like Chick-fil-A. So I haven't tried it. It's only available at select locations. But the from what they're saying, it tastes like Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And so but and it like even looks like it. But it's made of cauliflower. Look, cauliflower is an underrated veggie. It is. A I wish three years ago I would have bought cauliflower stock. I mean, who saw it coming <laughs> to to pizza crust, rice? Yeah, you know now now chicken sandwiches like cauliflower can do everything. Like I good, w- good for cauliflower. I, I, I wish there was like on the New York New York Stock Exchange. You just see the ticker go by. It says CLF and like arrows up, up, up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cauliflower's through the sure. roof right now. Cauliflower just had a big IPO. I don't know if you guys saw that open for like three billion dollars. <laughs> Dude, I would. I would have bought in. I'm interested. I'm man. actually interested. I'm intrigued because yeah. I love fried yeah. cauliflower. It's really sure. good. So it's like mm-hmm. if they make us. And, you and know, it's like a good alternative. They're making that cauliflower right. dividend right now. Now they pay you in cauliflower <laughs> for the dividends, but still, you got plenty of cauliflower. <laughs> Dip that in anyway. some ranch. Not a bad snack. I'm telling you, it's an underrated veggie. That actually so does when, can really we, good. when can we eat this, Emily? Like where it's just in some test markets right now? Um, they're, yeah, they're testing it out at a few different places around the country. Um, if everything goes well, it might be with it. They're estimating probably within the year at some point. So, mm. um, it'll, it'll probably slowly like be introduced it. to more and more places, but, um, also very important because we've been talking about economic stuff, only $6 and 59 cents. So that's actually a very cheap sandwich. So yeah. Considering the Chick-fil-A number one is like going to pull 13 bucks now. It's like, yeah, that is wild. Sit, when we said saying a sandwich, two pieces of bread and some meat is six dollars. Well, no, like, cauliflower, two pieces cauliflower, of bread and a vegetable, meat yeah. and a vegetable yeah. is six dollars. Yeah. yeah, and we're saying that's a good deal. And minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Yeah, you got to work fifty minutes to eat that piece of vegetable. Anyway, all right. Well, that'll do it for slices. There's more that came up uh, if you want to go check out more at relevantmagazine.com. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Eugene Cho joins us. to day glow the song is deep end cannot wait it's almost it's almost time to swim in weather again i like the deep end hey if you like this podcast but you might like it better if there were no ads you can do that head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for relevant plus for just a couple bucks a month you get this podcast ad free you get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com including the full podcast and magazine archives our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Where our guest today is Eugene Cho. He's a pastor and author and now the president and CEO of Bread for the World, a Christian advocacy group seeking to address world hunger. We sat down with him to discuss the hunger crisis, what's happening, what we can do to help end it, uh, and the importance of advocacy in that. So here's our conversation with Eugene Cho. 
I'd love to know, like, what is Bread for the World doing specifically to um, just help with families that are in need right now and that can't afford food? Gosh, we are showing up every single day in the halls of power where decisions are being made and we're trying to humanize hunger and poverty in our nation and around the world. When there's so much chaos, we're trying to remind people there are children that are still hungry in our country. Specifically, there's approximately 11, 12 million children in our nation who are hungry. That around the world, there's 45 million people on the brink of starvation around the world. And so we're constantly having these conversations with members of Congress, with the administration, urging for certain policies, certain legislation that we believe, not just anecdotally, but through evidence-based research that we know makes a difference. Whether it's SNAP, uh, which is modern day uh, uh, food stamp program, uh, whether it's the child tax credit, whether it's relief and aid, uh, for certain hunger hotspots around the world. There's numerous things that we're working on. Uh, one last thing that I'll just say, and I, I'm sure you'll have lots of follow-up questions, but from the last time you and I chatted, you know, I was talking about this bill that we had been working on called the Global Malnutrition Prevention and Treatment Act. It's not our name, so don't, don't send me any angry emails, but the Global Malnutrition Prevention and Treatment Act we have been working on that one bill for five years, five years, and two years uh, in passing a nutrition resolution, which was passed, and then three years specifically for this bill, which prioritizes, elevates the importance of nutrition alongside food security. And this one bill was signed into law went through Congress, went through both the House and the Senate, and was signed into law by the president on October 19, 2022. And so it's, this will impact tens of millions of women and children around the world. But I take a moment to highlight that you're working on things years at a time. It's a marathon. And it's because we keep showing up during uh, these particular processes in the halls of power. That kind of gives you a glimpse of some of the things that we're doing. Yeah, I think that is such a great overview. Um, and uh, one thing that I have always really appreciated about Bread for the World is like you said, you guys aren't, um, you're not like falling to a political side or a political ideology. You are really focusing on the policies at hand of um, pursuing um, laws that really benefit everyone on on all sides and stuff, um, which I do I I think is so important and so appreciated. Um, I'm sure that's also very hard to play the political game in a very bipartisan world um they're very bipartisan america so um i do not envy you for having to uh, <laughs> go to all those meetings <laughs> well uh on that note please say a prayer uh, for me and say a prayer for bread for the world i'm, I'm actually very serious I, I i think um i hope that those that are listening to this podcast folks that are following relevant 
Uh, we believe in prayer. We're people of faith. Our ultimate allegiance isn't to left or right. It isn't to Republican or Democrats. Our ultimate allegiance is to the kingdom of God. And we know that God has an inclination, a proclivity. God has a, a deep heart for those who are experiencing hardship and hunger and poverty. And sometimes we can make either the theological mistake that people are quote unquote poor or hungry because they're lazy. We fall mm -hmm. into these myths that exist sometimes. And then certainly uh, we are living in a very polarized world. And so as you noted, Bread for the World as a uh, nonpartisan organization, we're committed to working in bipartisan ways, not just because it uh, is part of our identity, but we also know that when bills are supported in bipartisan ways, they have more of a possibility uh, to endure uh, past administrative changes, right? Every two or four years when there are changes in decision-making, halls of power, uh, what ends up happening is people stop uh, quitting things or changing things. One mm -hmm. of the best examples of a bipartisan bill uh, was something called PEPFAR. It's a, a president's emergency response to the AIDS epidemic. And it recently celebrated its 20th anniversary. And it was incredibly controversial 20 plus years ago. And even Christians were really timid about talking or discussing these things. But thankfully, there were pastors and Christians and churches that began to put their weight behind it. And that one bill, the PEPFAR bill, over 20 years has helped save about 22 to 24 million lives, mm -hmm. uh, mostly in the continent of Africa. And so uh, this is a, a small glimpse of what happens when people can work together. And, and one more thing that I'll just say, the reason why it's bipartisan and Bread seeks to embody that spirit is that hunger is not a partisan issue. It right. impacts every community, every age, children, teenagers, college students, seniors, veterans, rural, urban, uh, regardless of what one's political affiliation or inclination, hunger impacts everyone. And that's the reason why uh, we are urging uh, members of Congress to do their part to empathize, to understand evidence-based research, and uh, to do what we can to end hunger in our nation and to make a big dent around the world. have this belief like, well, hunger's always been there. It will always be there. Um, and so we don't put emphasis on it. Um, and I think that that is unfortunately very true that um, because it's something that maybe doesn't affect us personally, we don't understand the gravity of it. But um, like you mentioned, it affects millions of children around the world. But I think some people will hear you say this and still just think you're being optimistic. So why why do you think we actually can in this crisis? Like personally, why do you believe that it is something that we can really address and really do something about? Yeah. So, you know, um, first I go back to where the source of my hope comes from. Uh, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I love Jesus. I, I desire to embody the kingdom of God. 
And so to be a Christ follower means to be a person of hope. Hope that's not rooted in politicians, political parties, uh, but hope that is rooted in Christ, in Christ alone. And when I examine and study and ruminate on the words and the life and the teachings on the very embodiment of who Jesus is, we know that he comes to give us a glimpse of the full whole gospel that Jesus saves. And in addition to that beautiful news that Jesus saved us from our sins and introduces us to God, our savior, we're also introduced uh, that Jesus cares about this world. He cares about people. Uh, remember the feeding of the multitudes of the people. He has compassion, not just on their souls as he teaches them, but he also has compassion on their bodies. He cares that they're nourished and fed. Uh, this is the reason why I think the metaphor and the analogy and the image of food is woven throughout scripture, that God cares that his people are fed. And so it's a, it's a, it's a justice issue, it's a mercy issue, it's a compassion issue. That was Eugene Cho. You can find out more about their work at bread.org. .org. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Worship or Wooing. listening to child you know it's child with like three eyes the song is antidote today's show is brought to you in part by the chosen season four of the chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on february 1st and this season has everything clashing kingdoms rival rulers and when they're threatened by the reality of jesus's growing influence religious leaders do the unthinkable choose to ally themselves with the romans as the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for Worship or that lovely jingle that Jason made. He, uh, Jason, you found a friend to do the. That's not you singing, is that right? <laughs> not at all. No, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a lovely okay. young lady. I was like, you have a lovely singing voice. Lovely, lovely. Very soulful. Yeah. yeah. Very soulful. Anyway, all right. It's time for worship or wooing. If you heard last Tuesday's episode, we played this game because it was Valentine's Day, and we had fun with this. So we're bringing it back. I, what we're going to do is I'm going to read a lyric. And you will have to tell me if this lyric comes from a love song or a worship song. So it's pretty straightforward. Here we go. Round one. Emily's playing instead of Jamie this week. All right. Here's here. Uh, Derek, you're up first. Here's the lyric. I'm desperate for you. I'm lost without you. That's a uh, worship song. That's a worship song. I'm desperate for you. 
for you the rest of the All right, Jesse, you are up. Here we go. As I feel your touch, you bring a freedom to all that's within. That's that could go either way. Um, and I'm disturbed. The point of the game. And I'm disturbed to say this because I'm not sure what the implications are. But I think this is a romantic song. It is a worship song. The song is "Pour Out My Heart" by Matt Redman. You bring the freedom to all that's within. Yeah. All right, Emily, you're up. Here we go. Everywhere I'm looking now, I'm surrounded by your embrace. It's so hard because you also read them so monotone, Cameron. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the point. I know, I know, but I'm saying like like the lyrics already are like just said like it could go either way. In my heart, though, I do think I think that might be surrounded by your embrace. A romantic song. All right. All right. Round one's over. Derek and Emily have one. Jesse has zero. Round two is worth two points each. All right, Derek, here we go. Now it's time to free me from the shame. I got to find that peace. Is it too late? Yeah, we're going to love song. That's too, that, that's, that, yeah, we're going to love song. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. That's too much of a layup for that to be a worship song. Yeah, a little bait and switch there. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse, you're up. Okay. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them. Oh, that's that's got to be a love song. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them. Grammy award-winning lo- worship song. I'm uncomfortable. Dang. They brought fairy tales into this. Okay, let's let's move yeah. on. <laughs> Emily, you're up. You are the one I've been waiting for. King of my heart, body, and soul. It sounds like a romantic song, but I, so I'm going to go with the opposite and say it's a worship song. It is a love song. King of my heart by Taylor Swift. How how dare you? How dare you? I was thinking it was King of My Heart by um, Bethel. I think it's like Stephanie Mm. Gretzinger. So that's why. (gasps) Wow. We have to edit that. We have to edit that. Make it sound like I said Taylor Swift. (laughs) 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 All right. Round three. Swifty status. Derek three. Jesse zero. Emily one. This round is worth three points each. Derek, you're up first. Here we go. At first sight, I felt the energy of sun rays. I saw the life inside your eyes. The, Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with love song because I don't know if anybody's looked God in the face in his eyes. Love song. It is Diamonds by Rihanna. Holy cow. Derek is cleaning up. Like He's diamond. leaving no crumbs on this game. <laughs> Here we go. I'm eating, Jesse, baby. you're up. I'm eating. Okay. <laughs> then you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied. Oh, that's that's worship. Absolutely. You came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied. I was gonna say that that'd be a very unhealthy thing. <laughs> 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 All right, Emily, here you go. The day is brighter here with you. The night is lighter than its hue. 
Uh, that is worship because I did grow up in the 2000s worship scene. The day I know that for a fact. is brighter here you. The night is lighter than it's you would lead me to believe. All right, last round. Uh, six for Derek, four for Emily, three for Jesse. Last round is worth five points. Here we go. Derek, I'll give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning. That sounds so toxic to be a love song. Yeah, very codependent there. But we're going to go love song. I give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning. Even I, again, I think he's dealing with some codependency. But we'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, I, Jesse, I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you've got. Again, I really hope it's worship. It is Honey in the Rock by Brooke Ligerwood. All right. So Derek has 11. Jesse's got eight. Emily, you could uh, come into second place if you get this right. Here we go. The way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, feels so holy, 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 holy. Now that is the Beebs. I do know that one. That is the Beebs. You got it. It's a love song. There you go. Final score. Derek wins it. 11, Emily 9, Jesse 8. That'll do it for round two of Worship or Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Eugene Cho for joining us. Like I mentioned, you can find out more about their work at Bread for the World at bread.org. Also, a couple of housekeeping notes. If you like the music you hear on the show, you can check out our Heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist on Spotify. We have not only all the music you hear on the podcast, but we have a worship and indie and hip hop playlist as well that you can search up and we keep updating it. We update the podcast one every week, but the other ones a couple times a month. Uh, they're good listens. Uh, also, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com. Um, it's, we're publishing stuff at the intersection of faith and culture every day. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Follow us on all the socials where we post all the new content. Uh, if you're not a social person, you can sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page. It's our top five trending stories every weekday morning. Um, just the cream of the crop, best stuff. Uh, sign up for our newsletter there. And make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content ad free you get some subscriber exclusives and a whole lot of whole lot of ad free content there you go you plan start as low as 250 a month and you can find out more on the relevant plus tab at relevantmagazine.com okay on that note we'll wrap it i'm cameron strang i'm jesse carey i'm emily brown i'm so sorry taylor swift i'm Derek Biden. <laughs> we will see you on friday have a great week everyone listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com
listen, if candy's in my house, it's a fair game. Okay. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.